Welcome to the Known Podcast Season 3. I am your host, Liz Burns. I am so excited to be back. I hope you had a great summer, friends. Listen, today I thought we'd start from the top strong. The Known Conference 2023 is coming up October 6th and 7th. And this year we have an incredible guest coming all the way from Barcelona, Spain. It's my dear friend, Brandy Carano. So today she joins us for the podcast, give you a little sneak peek of what's to come. I hope you'll enjoy it. Let's check it out. Welcome back to The Known Podcast. Oh, I am so excited because joining me via Zoom is one of my dearest lifelong friends and this year's 2023 Known Conference speaker. It's Brandy Carano. Hello, hello. Hola. Brandy, where are you joining us from? I am currently joining you from Barcelona, Spain. And more specifically, where in Barcelona, Spain? Are you in your house? Are you in your church? (laughs) Not in my house. It is a few hours later than you. And so yeah. I am in our church offices and actually sitting in my husband's therapeutic chair that I'm not supposed to be sitting in. But you know what? I'm in it anyway. It's a woman's <laughs> podcast. Hopefully he's not listening. Well, um, you never know. He's kind of everywhere. That's actually true. <laughs> um, Brandy and I have known each other. And now at the moment I re- press record, the dogs have gone wild. So that's okay. Because All right. we, normally I record at the known at the church in the studio today. I thought, you know, I'm going to do it from home. And of course, my dogs are acting like they have no home training, which they don't. Um, but it's OK. Um, Bran, we have known each other since 2000 when wow. Roth rolled into Southeastern as college freshmen. And wow. like, do you remember? I kind of remember meeting you. Do you remember the first, 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 first time? You know, Liz, you are the memory of this duo, but I have to say, I do remember because it was the very first day and you were in line with a dear friend of ours named Christy and you were a part of this Orlando crowd and seemed to know everyone and so did she. And I was this missionary kid who didn't know anybody and just kind of walked up and I was like in my typical Brandy self, which all of you who are listening who will be at the conference will see. I'm like, hi, I'm Brandy. What's your name? And you were like, I'm Liz. And um, I think we met each other's match as far as friendliness that day. (laughs) I've never met Brandy is potentially the world's most. I don't know that you've ever met a stranger. Mm -hmm. Um, You have no problem doing that. Tell me about the times because this happens to me as an extrovert too. Do you ever meet those Mm -hmm. people where it just goes bad and you're like, hi, I'm Brandy, but you get like nothing. Like most people respond well. Right. But do you get like the bad ones where they're like, yo, this is too much. Liz, I have gotten the bad ones so often. I just, you know, I, I just take it with a grain of salt. I, I learned, you know, a while back, like I'm not normal. It, I'm, I'm your, I was at a conference with someone a few, maybe a couple of years ago and a very well-known actually, but very socially awkward. And it was very interesting because I said at the end of the conference, I said, you know, I feel like you were a little rude to me day one. And they said, you said well, that. Yes. And they said to me, they, I mean, we were, we were good at this point. Yeah. This is like day three at this point. And I, and she said, well, you gave me anxiety day one. And I Not thought, anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, fair enough, because I am overwhelming at times. I recognize that. Um, if you, you might not remember those early interactions, but I will talk directly in front of you with one centimeter of distance between you and me. And I'll notice people will slowly back up, you know, as I'm talking. And I don't tend to bet, let them, I tend to just press in, like it closer to <laughs> Because it's like a post. 
post-COVID world, like people don't want to talk as close now or this was just always? You know, I tried to be respectful of that. I really did. But we also live in Spain where when they greet you, whether they know you or not, you get two kisses on the cheek. And so maybe I just found my people. Maybe you have. Keep talking, Brandy. I'm going to grab the dogs because they are doing um, Dog Fight Club. I was going to ask so you. you know, Brandy, I cannot hear them. So it's yeah, up that's to you. Good. Okay, that's good because we have the two dogs, Gus and George, or since we're speaking to our friends in Spain, Gustavo y Jorge y Carlos. <laughs> um, uno es blanco y uno es negro. Uh, y son. Oh. <laughs> my how your spanish has progressed Literally oh so has bad. it has it listen i sent brandy the other night our son is in spanish three shout out senora rosario if you're listening um thank you senora rosie rosario for taking care of our kid but his spanish how would you describe it brand it's it's monosyllabic it's um no it, it's it's so expressive it's so um enthusiastic it's just um you know, I have to say, Joey, Joey, if you're listening, you have fantastic verbs. You have fantastic vocab. We could work on the enthusiasm and the accent. But um, but yeah, it's certainly moving in the right direction. Yeah. Certainly moving in the right direction. I just I just call it a little a little robotic. All right. I've grabbed I've grabbed the number one criminal here. Um, George. This is George's first time on the podcast. Hola, hola. Um, Speaking of dogs, Brandy, do you guys have pets? Or is is oh. different? Like, is Europe different in pet culture than the U.S.? Oh, Liz, Liz, Liz! This is a dog culture. I mean, there are big dogs, small dogs. You will see these huge, massive dogs coming out of these small apartments. No, 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 no! That excites you. It, it just no, no. We are not dog people. Our children are begging for a dog. To which well, I said we already. His name is John Joseph. Isn't it? He's six years old. He's our son. We don't need any other pet in our home. What about a Christmas puppy? How about a Christmas puppy? Okay. So I went through a horrible health crisis, which I'll talk more about at the, at the conference. And I actually said to my friend, I said, um, I'm going to write this down by next year. We're probably going to end up having a dog. And she was like, yeah, because when you're in dark, honestly, they are great companions. And they I are. thought maybe they do make, you, they make you laugh and smile every day. Right. But, well, and walk them and they boop and all these, but so anyway, and so you reminded me that the other day, she said, Brandy, are you ever going to get that dog? And I was like, no, absolutely not. That was one of those fleeting, if all goes south. We'll that that was the illness talking. <laughs> exactly. No. Brand, yeah, no I remember dog, Barkley. No I remember Barkley. Brandy had a dog called Barkley. Literally, you mentioned Barkley's name right now. And I'm like, who's that? Oh, yeah. I actually had to think about what he looked like when you said that. Brand. In Uruguay, um, I mean, I don't want to bring up really dark times, but okay, Brandy, you grew up in Uruguay, missionary kid. Um, yes, was there an incident with like a cat? <laughs> our listeners who want to know this, Brandy. I don't think our listeners do want to know this story. Okay. And since curiosity is hopefully peaking in this moment. And curiosity um, killed the cat. But So uh, my father's a cat lover and we had a cat. And one night, one fateful night, um, <laughs> your face, multiple cats in our neighborhood disappeared, including ours. 
And we were like, oh my gosh, what happened? Where did Misty go? Misty, shout out Misty. Misty with the T, yes, Misty. And apparently, come to find out, there was a ritualistic satanic practice taking place. And all the cats. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. Well, it's okay. It's okay. And um, and and our cat disappeared. And supposedly there were some sacrificial rituals involved. Now, is that confirmed? No. But did twenty five cats disappear one night? Yes. There's that. Is this is like the lore at this point? Because I mean, I've known you. Oh my gosh, twenty three years. And like, I think about Misty. The only situation. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that it gets worse than pet sacrifice, but we did have a friend, Jen, if she's listening, shout out that her cat died in the dryer. <laughs> no. Yeah. I remember it, that story. Yes. yes. Oh shout God. out bad boy. Her cat. He was, he was, he was fluffed to death. <laughs> that, that's right up there with pet sacrifice. That's just right pretty there. bad. So like those of y'all putting your pets down, like take heart, man. Like it could be mm. <laughs> my god and see these are okay. why we attached to another pet in our home I, okay. I get it since misty that really did a number on you okay brandy tell mm. us about marital status kids all the good things marital status i ran into a girl the other day on the street who i hadn't seen since before covid she walks up to me and goes oh, yay same husband same kids i'm like uh, she was like proud of me for still being married. Anyway, uh, I thought, I mean, I am also proud of you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Except, you know, my husband and kids and you know how wonderful they are. I've been married for almost 20 years to John Joseph Carano, the third. He's AKA in our day, the Italian stallion. <laughs> I feel appreciate that. I said that. <laughs> we also met at Southeastern university, much like pastor Liz and Jason and we uh, dealt with some major infertility issues and God gifted us Annabelle Page um, 14 years ago on a silver platter. Can I we can pause and talk about the fact that she's gorgeous? I mean, I would have to agree with you. I, yeah. I, I literally had a friend tell me they saw your picture, first day of school pictures and was like, oh my gosh, her daughter is gorgeous. She's stunning. She really is. Yeah. Inside and out. And we're really, really grateful for her. And wow. so... Four years later, um, things that were not working began to work. And we had our <laughs> second child, which is Julia. And we call Bella, our Annabella first, our child of promise, because mm. she was just a great promise from God. He said mm -hmm. she would be, she was. Um, and then Julia, we call her child of prayer because we wow. prayed for another one. And God gave us one um, biologically incredible thing. Wow. And then four years later, I had a horrible virus, Liz. I mean, like horrible, like it would not let me go. I'm vomiting like crazy. And I was like, what is going on? It wasn't a virus. It was a baby. A baby. And, yes. And I was surprised pregnant with John Joseph Crown of the fourth. We goodness. call him the child of passion because we did not pray for him. God did not promise him. We did. Okay, look up then. Here he is. And we well, love shout him. out to passion. <laughs> Woo. You know, it's 8.30 in the morning here, but we're for it. God bless it. Let's I'm go. Testament to our marriage. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So, I love that so, so that's much. That's my marital and family status. I love that so much. Now, you guys pastor in Spain, um, but it didn't start that way, correct? You didn't start out moving to Spain to like pastor. It was going to be like different. You were set on a different path and like this kind of almost organically grew into something else, would you say? Yeah, I would say. Um, so we were going to be leading a young adult ministry that was hoping similar to you guys had similar roots of like, what yeah. is this going to look like? You know? 
And um, so we thought we would do, you know, language exchanges, coffee shop, um, build your CV, like just real kind of ground roots neighborhood work that would eventually turn into a church plant. And at the time we were doing Monday through Saturday was most of our stuff. And on Sundays we were attending um, the International Church of Barcelona that are an elderly couple who are friends of ours were leaving. And it was a very sweet church. It was great. And uh, we would just kind of support them. And then it turned into John preaching once a month and it turned mm-hmm. into us helping out with things and collaborating. And anyway, they asked us from pretty much day one, if we would leave the church, um, if they left and we said, um, no, nope. <laughs> wow. for about three years and did our young adult thing, which was a blast. And it continued to grow from one space to another space to another space. And, um, and it was kind of becoming its own, uh, not monster because it was a good thing, but it's own, you know, big thing. Yeah. And then the Lord really spoke to us clearly um, about yeah. taking the leadership of the international church. And instead of launching a church plant, we took an existing church that was largely focused on expats to expatriates living in Spain, English speaking. Yeah. And the Lord gave us the vision that we would be in this city for this city. And that, yes, we were in Barcelona, but we were going to be for Barcelona. We would put a stake in the ground in the city and that every person who was a part of it would be a seed that is planted to bear good fruit. Wow. And uh, that's what we've seen. So we've done that for the last nine and a half years now. Wow. That's crazy. Does it feel like home? Does Barcelona um, feel like your home? You know, that's a very interesting question because as a missionary kid, like you mentioned before, home is a concept that I could never relate to. Okay. Um, thought, and then when I got married, I thought, oh, good. I found my home. John's my home. Right. And then when the kids, I thought, oh, well, we're, where we're together is home. And that is true. Yeah. But it is amazing. Around the five-year mark, I have to say, which was the longest either of us had ever lived in one place. He's a military Wow. Guy. Yeah, because mm-hmm. John's family was military too. So yep. he was, yeah, trans- So we're, all, we're both third culture kids. So when we hit the five-year mark, there was like this restlessness. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's time to go. We got like this itch. Like, it's time oh, to go. yeah. And we settled deeply into the fact that, no, we were going to stay. And I can't explain it. Um, we travel, you know, often. And when we come, every time we come back into the BCN, which is the Barcelona airport, I literally have this sense that I'm home. I'm oh. home. I have a physical home in this uh, on earth to me is shocking because I thought I would find that in heaven. Oh, I love that. I love that. We've yeah. been with you there once and are going to see you again this summer there. <laughs> great. But um, I got to say, Barcelona is stunning. Um, yeah. It is, it's a very easy to love place. Um, and it's but spiritually, I've got to say, all the culture has to feel so different. Like when you come back to the States, do you go like, geez, Louise, there's a church on every col- corner here. Like, what's the deal? Like how, as a sort of outsider insider, would you like sum up the spiritual differences of culture? Well, I have to bring a third comparison into that because I was raised in South America. So the States yeah. would not be my baseline. But um, basically, growing up, there was like light and there was darkness. I mean, it was like miracles and demons. I mean, I saw it all. And then going to the States after that, it seemed like a very strong Christian current, yeah. which I may or may not share about this at the conference, but that was very helpful for me because I've gone through an ongoing series of faith crisis in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I was part of a current and there was always somewhere to swim. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Europe and I'd always heard it was the dark dark continent. And I thought, I got this. I'm a missionary kid. I've done this my entire life. Like that will not issue. And it was a big issue. Our first Mm -hmm. year about took us out. Actually. Um, I had a, um, a faith crisis based on the fact that there was just nothing. You don't feel a thing. You don't, you pray. You don't feel like you, I read the Bible. I didn't, I didn't hear a thing. It just felt like there was this wall that I could not break through Anyway, it led me to the point of, of, of confessing that to John. And I just, I just mm-hmm. full well knew we were going to leave the field over it, the mission field. And he was like, we got this. We're going to work through this. 
And we did, we did. And I still battle some of those things. Wow. But um, so the States to me is like a breath of fresh air. Yes. There's churches on every corner, but like the churches that we are a part of, like when I go to access, you know, I, I can't wait to be a part of it. It's like people want to be there. They, I know, I know you might see the negatives of church culture, but I see it as you walk in yeah. and the worship teams are good and the sound systems are strong and the people are on point and like people's voices yeah. sound good. Sorry, I'm not comparing to anywhere else, which is true. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so easy to worship. And I just yeah. feel like sometimes mm. I come back here and it's like, here we go again. Let's get back in the trenches. Wow. That's so interesting. Um, I love, I love hearing that. And I also admire you guys deeply because um, before we went on air, I was just sharing with Bran about going to Puerto Rico last weekend and, and even just reminding myself the difference of when you're called to preach the word, first of all, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. Everybody has a voice an assignment and a calling, but guess what? Everybody's call is the same. Preach the word. So assignment could be different. You could be a pastor. You could be a a teacher, you could be a construction worker, you could be a dog trainer, I don't know, but preach the word, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we forget what that looks like sometimes being in church culture. And, you know, I get on stage and I am cognizant of the the lost coming in. I am. But also when you go into a place where they, it's primarily lost, it was just a whole different vibe. And um, it was good for me in that sense. I did feel um, sort of impassioned to come back and go after God hard because I was like, well, Lord, you know, let me not grow comfortable. Let me not grow complacent sense of like, oh, church, blah, blah, blah. Like we yeah. always say people go, oh, don't worry about your church growing in numbers. But we've always said that's ridiculous. Numbers do matter because each number is a person like each right. soul, like and souls matter to God. So how could you not? Um, we are. But I think that's, that's very interesting is to say every soul matters. And so sometimes just getting back to the simplicity of the gospel, maybe that's something that, that, that you were, I don't know if you were struck by, but this strikes me living overseas versus the States. I feel like in the States, you kind of have to have something catchy and kind of new and kind of a new twist on it or, or deconstruct what's been done. Whereas wow. in some of these environments you're constructing for the first time, we're deconstructing Catholicism, of course, in some ways wow. from, from the Spanish nation, but, but so many times it's the first time they've heard of it. So if we get too complicated, then we're, we're kind of missing the point of what we're here to do, which is to Ooh. preach the good news. I love that so much. I mean, we always think about um, a day back at when Access was a portable church forever. Um, and one day when we went in and the high school just didn't have power, but we stayed and somebody just took like an acoustic guitar and went up there. But it was so beautiful because it was just yeah. like, look, like what in the world, whoever said we needed this and that. And I love our LED screens and our this and our that. And oh, my goodness, we have the best singers and the best this and that. But it's like. Dude, at the end of the day, I could be broken on the floor of my room crying to Jesus and feel the presence of God more strongly than like ever before. Um, yeah. It's a joy to to serve the Lord. Um, and I think and it's amazing too what people respond to because like we have wooden benches. We rent an Adventist church. We're yeah. moving into our own building next year. But right now we've got wooden benches and red carpet. And I was mm. finding myself apologizing to every person for how imperfect it was to including on our website it was like we're an imperfect place blah blah and we have people ask us mostly from europeans and other parts of the world why are you saying that why are you apologizing mm. we don't care we love it it's fine and i thought oh because part of me was like we have to like you know what i mean somehow make this and, and no they're they're fine god is big so, enough like god is big. my mom used to always say we're just tubes. We're just little vessels. <laughs> little vessels. I love your mom. Can we little tubes. That? I love your mom too. Um, okay. So Bran, I love the fact, okay. Like letting people get to know you more, you and John. Okay. If we, people saw you side by side, 
you are the fair child, the mm. chair, the beautiful mm. green eyes. Like you mm. don't come across as somebody who is just beautifully fluent in Spanish. John was this dark, like Italian looking. So when you guys first met and moved to Spain, did everybody assume John was the Spanish speaker? hundred percent. And so I told him, I will translate for you for like 90 days. And then that is you're on savage. You gave him 90 yeah. days. It's sink or swim, baby. I mean, there's only one way to do this. And so, I, yeah. I, but that lasts about nine minutes. And our first time at a Spanish church, which we'd been here like three days, this guy walks up to him and, and he's holding our 10 month old baby at the time. And the guy just goes, you know, there is one speed for Spanish and it is 190 kilometers an hour. I mean, there is no slow Spanish. It does yeah, not exist. Let's go. And so, and so I like jet off to go meet somebody new and John's standing there. Get so this. I was like, Brandy, Brandy. I look over like throughout the next 10 minutes, this guy is crying. They are hugging. They are bonding. And John's just like, mm, si, interesante, vale. Uf, que guapo. Claro, claro, claro. Claro. He's going on and on and on. And I look back, they hug, they cry. He runs to the car. I come out like 10 minutes later to the car. And I'm like, babe, what was that all about? He goes, I have no idea. I said, babe, don't do that. They're going to come to me and they're going to say, because the guy did. He said to me, he said, bring it to your husband. Didn't speak much, but he understood everything. (laughs) My husband's a comedian like you. He literally (laughs) said, he was talking about his mother or a goat. And I don't know which. I mean, (laughs) I have no clue. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with that story because I just see John's face being like, mm. I guess we're telling you the secret, by the way, if you do go overseas and you need to, you know, just be like, claro, claro, interesante, si, 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 si. To this day, that man will say that John didn't speak much, but he understood. And we will tell him, you are like our ongoing joke. We, he didn't understand a word. He said, he goes, no, he understood. He understood. I mean, full conviction that John understood. Oh well, Okay. Two other things I have to ask you. I have my, I don't have to, but I want to, because this is important to me. I have my pumpkin spice mug. It says it's pumpkin spice season. Mm. Is this, has this translated to Europe? The explosion of pumpkin spice. Well, I have to say it depends on what circles I'm in. When I'm in excess circles, it's a thing. When I'm in Spanish circles, it is not a thing. Okay. Okay. It's a thing that I look very forward to um, immersing myself in. Yeah. so yeah, so Starbucks Spain, would they roll out the pumpkin spice latte? They would, but Starbucks Spain is not where people would drink coffee in Spain. So we would do like a cortado, which by the way, a cortado is supposed to be a little bit of milk with a little bit of a shot of espresso. I've gone to the States and gotten cortados that were like 16 ounces. And I'm like, this is not a cortado. This is I mean, that much espresso, your girl's going to be shaking, speaking on the street. Though. I mean, it is like eight bucks plus coffee, uh, plus, co- plus a tip, plus um, tax. I can't buy coffee in America. Okay. So <laughs> when we can buy, we can buy, we will buy your coffee while you're here. What else can we get you that you're looking forward to state size? Is it, is it Chick-fil-A? I mean, that's it. You nailed it right Chick-fil-A. then and there. Chick-fil-A. It is Chick-fil-A once a day. Okay. Yeah. They have a new sandwich. Um, mm. It has pimento cheese on top. I saw this bizarre yeah. craziness. I haven't tried it. You know, right. your girls can't weigh watch your points. So I stick to mm. wrap. Mm-hmm. Um, but hmm. yeah, you know, I just want to bless you in that way. Now you have Target, I'm assuming. No, we don't have Target. No Target. No. There is IKEA, which I know is IKEA, IKEA, right? Are you putting IKEA and Target on 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 same plane? <laughs> well, I was putting. <laughs> no, never disparage Target. But I mean, I really thought Target was international like that. 
No, I wish it were. Uh, oh, brand. In the UK, they have a TK Max, which is similar to TK. <laughs> Not kidding. Yeah. Okay, because I'm going to take you to Target. We're going to drink a pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. With a- and we're going to go to Chick-fil-A once a day. And it's going to be a beautiful time together. Okay. Without While we close, because I want to give you your time. You're so busy. We cannot wait for conference. It is so close. It's blowing my mind and also keeping me up at night. But I'm sure. can you tell us a teaser of what we should come expectant for, you think? Yeah. So um, I am a firm believer that God can speak to you anywhere, anytime. I really am. It can be a Monday, it can be a Thursday, but I, but I, I have learned, I have seen too much mm-hmm. and there are moments where you need to be in the room. There are yeah. moments when wow. something happens that would not have happened had you not been there. That's good. I am a mom of three. I am fully aware of what logistics look like. I know what childcare looks like. I know what missing a baby shower looks like. I know how <laughs> disappointing family looks like. I know what it's like to say, honey, I'm sorry. I need you to watch them for three more hours. I really do. I promise. But I also know that the trade-off is being in the presence of God, surrounded by sisterhood, and it is a powerful thing to Mm -hmm. be in the room, which is why I would say beyond the theme, because some things you're like, yeah, I'm excited about not So beyond the theme, beyond the set list, beyond the speakers, beyond all of that, the Lord has something Mm -hmm. for each one of us directly from Him. It might come out of my mouth, Liz's mouth. It might come out of no one's mouth. It might be straight from the Spirit of God. But you need to have your journal open, your pen ready, and expectant. Because the Lord wants to speak to you and meet with us. So, um, so, so yeah, I really mean it. You, you want to be there. I could not have said that better myself. Ladies, it's, there's still time, but we are running out of seats, sisters, because you know it is our joy to not charge for this conference. This year, we asked for $10 to hold your seat and that all that money is going to take heart Africa. And the only reason we did that is because we wanted to make sure every seat was actually full. But um, amazing. Joy to bless you. We're going to feed you. We're going to have the best time. Ladies, don't miss it. And Bran, thank you for taking time today. I cannot wait to squeeze your neck in person. I love you. I love access and I can't wait to be there. Cannot wait. Ladies, we'll be right back with more of the Known Podcast. Well, that's it for today's episode. We are so happy to be back with season three of the podcast. My special thanks to Brandy Carano. Listen, you do not want to miss seeing her in person at Known Conference 2023, October 6th and 7th. Get online today, access.tv slash known and reserve your spot so you can come hear her in person. I know you will be blessed. Listen, never forget that you are seen, known and loved by God. We'll see you next week.